Nobody has a stash of crack. Oh, I got piles of crack, bro. <laughs> that shit doesn't last. You don't just have like, yeah, I got like emergency supply of crack. Don't touch <laughs> it. Dipping into my savings of crack. You know, some people put like a $20 bill in their wallet and be like, I always have an emergency $20 bill. And if I spend it, I replace it. No one's sitting is around a, like, is that a thing? Some people do that, but there's no one like ever who's been like, I have an emergency crack. I got one crack rock. <laughs> I don't smoke it. If I do, I replace it. I never, that way I always have a little crack. Just a little emergency crack. And speaking of freaking crack though, this movie was trippy as hell. What's the worst thing that can happen? What's the worst scenario? He's gonna come here. Ask me, I'm gonna say no. Do the job. No, Don. Yes, no, yes, no, yes. I can't, you can. I can't. Don't do this, do what? What am I doing? This. This, this what? I know a bloke who knows a bloke who knows a bloke. Now, you know this bloke. Do I? This is a bloke you know. Wants me to put a team together. Eight men, strong, good boys. Gotta be good boys. Look dumb. Look dumb? It's like this. Like what? I'd be useless. Useless? I would be. In what way? In every fucking way. Why are you swearing? I'm not swearing. You think you just make your dance, leave the table, lie on your pool like a fat blob laughing at me? Do you think I'm gonna have that? Do it. I'm retired. Do you think I'm stupid? Some twat. I'm not really up to it. Is your middle name ungrateful or what? I'm retired. Are you gonna do the job? It's not a difficult question. Yes or no? Say it. You see, girl, where there's a will, and there is a will, there's a way. There's always a way. Today's movie is Sexy Beast from the year 2000. Y2K, directed by Jonathan Glazer, starring Ray Winstone, Ben Kingsley, Ian McShane, James Fox. The Mandarin. Is the Mandarin? Um, the bald guy is. Who? Which one's that? I couldn't is remember it? what that character was called. Mm -hmm. The I, I was thinking, like, was he the Oriental? It kind Man. of. <laughs> and then uh, Shang-Chi, he's in it again. Yes. The same same character, which was freaking. This dude is such a good actor. Ben Kingsley. Yes. My God. Yeah, he's like one Terri of the most terrifying in this movie. He's like one of the most reliable actors you'll ever see. Like, have you ever seen Schindler's List? No, I haven't. Yeah, we I don't do believe the ho time. well, I don't believe the Holocaust that actually happened. So well, you'll it love couldn't the movie. have. It could not have happened. Did it happen? It's happening every day, dude. Every day there's a new Holocaust. Oh, Jesus. Thanks, Biden. Hey, man, we're going we're gonna to have a Holocaust. Gonna come by inflation with Holocaust. <laughs> We're gonna, we're gonna That's get, your we're gonna get everybody just sniffing, just sniffing hair while he's talking about. It. He's just in your ear whispering. His tongue is kind of like hitting the little lobe of your ear as he's saying all this. 
I love, I, we're going to get everybody on trains. <laughs> we're going to take a train ride to, to Auschwitz. I'm going to hire the first black Holocaust <laughs> to happen. Office, like, commandant. Yeah, so Ben Kingsley's yeah, yeah, in, com- yeah. he's in um, Schindler's List. He plays, like, a Jew who works with Oscar Schindler, played by Liam Neeson before he made action movies. He, um, his big... The role that made him, of course, is Gandhi. And Gandhi is... Um, That's right, yeah. Not a good movie. I've watched bits of it on TV. I've never watched the whole thing. It's like four hours. It won Best Picture. In the 80s, whenever a movie won Best Picture, it was usually like the shittiest, most boring movie, like um, Chariots of Fire, Driving Miss Daisy. A lot of the 80s Best Picture winners are not good. Um, Ordinary Miss People. Miss Daisy's not good? Isn't that like... I thought that was like a really good movie. I've never seen it. Driving Miss Daisy? No, it's like a fucking (laughs) forgettable. So Driving Miss Daisy is notorious for winning Best Picture over Do the Right Thing. And Do the Right Thing is a movie people still talk about. You know, with all the George Floyd riots, it's like, it's very relevant because at the end of Do the Right Thing, there's a race riot. And Driving Miss Daisy is just, you know boring it's just lame it's it like sounds a boring every time anybody talks about it it's a boomer movie so gandhi is kind of a boomer movie gandhi though it does have amazing production values um and ben kingsley is half indian and half jewish is so, he i was gonna ask what his deal was what's his damage he, he definitely grew up in england um he's an english actor he studied shakespeare like all the great english actors and yeah he's just amazing in everything he's in he's amazing in sexy beast he's amazing in his sopranos episode where he plays himself um but yeah sexy beast is was a major turning point for him because no one had ever seen him be the heavy in a movie he was gandhi he was the nice accountant guy in shingler's list he was always like the quiet sensitive guy he's in a movie sneakers which i'm sure you've never seen i've heard of that robert redford movie and he plays like a very quiet smart intelligent computer programmer executive guy but like he was he always does, quiet. he's a very good unassuming uh, character yes yeah, so it's little weak ass little limp ass weak ass gandhi looking ass noodle arm wimp kind of character yeah, so I'm not sure how he got the role in Sexy Beast. I was doing some research. I know that originally they wanted Ray Winstone, who plays Gal, the lead guy. They wanted him Ooh. to play Don. He could have been good too. I could have I could see that being good. No, his eyes we... are so close together. <laughs> He's like oh, a really? big doughy. Man, I think his face is just so spread out. Yeah, his in eyes context, look, in context yeah. of his big, wide, beefy British face, his little <laughs> eyeballs. Like, dude, he was great. This whole thing was great. They just built up this. I loved how. I mean, there's so much to talk about, but I loved how you just the, like it almost kept zooming out. Like you met one character, and then they they would be like, "Oh, fucking, <clears throat> what's his name's coming into town?" And you're like, "What? What? What was his name? I forget." Don. Yeah, Don, but hold on. Let me yes, do a little. Don. Let me do my little Ray Winstone intro. So Ray Winstone, he was a child actor. 
Okay. And he, before he was acting, he was in a boxing club. So he was, he's like a tough, he was like a tough kid. And he was in a movie called scum. Well, he was in a play called scum. Then he was in a TV movie called scum. And then he was in a movie called scum. So scum is a movie directed by Alan Clark who made the firm, which we did a review of. It's this extremely intense movie about juvenile delinquents and Ray Winstone plays like the new kid gets his ass kicked. Then he beats the shit out of the bad kid. He's young at this time? He's like 14. So he ends up um, putting like billiard balls in a sock and just like bashing in this guy's face. And then he (laughs) says, who's the daddy now? I think. Or I'm the daddy now or something like so he was playing tough guys. He didn't say something like rack them up. You rack it. I crack it. Just billiards puns. Eight ball corner pocket and then just throws <laughs> and eight ball and smashes his-, his face. <laughs> eight ball corner pocket and just beats the shit out of a guy with a sock full of billiards. He just he beats him up with pub game. So he takes darts. <laughs> just throws it right at his nose. No, but uh, the Irishman, that's the name of that movie. But he was in a lot of stuff in the 90s. He kind of um, he was in, he's in a few movies where he just plays like horrible gangster guys like or criminal drunk guys. Like he's in a movie called Nail by Mouth directed by Gary Oldman. And then he's in a movie called The War Zone directed by Tim Roth. And those are just like horribly bleak, depressing. In Britain, there's a realist movement where they call it like a kitchen sink drama. And there's just like, what? there's so many British movies about like, um, just poor working class people who like beat or drunk and beat the shit out of each other. And they're all yeah, played like by the firm type shit. Like, yeah. And they're all played by like fancy actors who like to play down. So that is I don't know. Funny. He seems fancy pretty- actor. <laughs> They're all like fancy, highly pretending to be poor. Yeah. (laughs) Highly educated actors. But like, you know, a lot of, but those guys still have crazy shit in their background. Like you can still have a drunk parent and be rich. Yeah. So it kind of, it's kind of realistic. Yeah. Well, what the fuck happened with me? I just got drunk, poor parents. You're not a good actor. Sorry. You didn't study. Shakespeare. Could you memorize a Shakespeare soliloquy? Give me name one. I mean, I can't. I try. There's only like a sentence. Romeo and Juliet. Thou art. No, you don't. Thou oh, art. Because, because it's horny for my loins. Yeah. <laughs> horny for my loins. So Stanley Kubrick said when he made Spartacus, he loved working with the British actors because every day they knew their lines. And he had never had that experience before because like <laughs> really? American, he said American actors kind of knew their lines, but weren't, he said the preparation of a British actor was so amazing. And he just, that's why he moved. I mean, he had many reasons he moved to England, but that's one of the reasons why he moved to England and made movies with English actors. Like these guys prepare and they study a gangster movie the way that the way they would study a Shakespeare play. So yeah, they're freaking nerds and dorks dude over there. America. Let's go. Well, USA it, all day, baby. Their acting is um 
average. I would say overall they have better. They actors. run a holly, dude. Every like, look at the MCU. Every single like major American quote unquote Correct. actor is fucking from the UK. Every one of them. But no, like, so America, our good actors are weird. Like, Cage. Um, yes, Nicholas Cage, Robert Downey Jr., Marlon Brando. It's like I heard. How- honestly, I heard, I heard Downey Jr. though is is very he's very good at preparing. And like, that's how he got the Iron Man role. Well, not that's not why he got it, but he just like memorized the whole spiel. Yes, yes he's good. But in like a very he's, British way. Outside the Iron Man movies, he's more of a he's more he was yeah. especially when he was coming up in the 80s and 90s. He was, he very was a loose. party boy. Yeah. So. Um, Sexy Beast. This movie is directed by Jonathan Glazer. Now, this director, this is his first movie, but before this, he blew up because... This is his first movie? He made a bunch of music videos. His biggest music video was Jamiroquai, Virtual Insanity. Oh. I don't think I've seen that in five years. It's been a while. So, this guy... He's definitely visually very interesting. He also directed that movie Birth. We watched with Nicole Kidman. Oh, and he yeah. also that was the movie he made after Sexy Beast, which I think he was like, I don't want to be. That's where she as, wants to fuck the kid, right? The kid wants to fuck her, and then she's like, All right, okay. Eh, let's just take a bath and talk about it. You want to see my pussy? And he goes, What's that? I mean, no, I already know what it looks like because I'm a definitely a grown man inside of a child's body. Yeah, so around this time of sexy beast you know you had lock stock and two smoking barrels and snatch and pulp fiction so there's a lot yeah. of like gangster revivalism but this movie is awesome because it's really just about two characters battling each other and they both are completely stubborn you got ben kingsley as don logan who just wants gal gary played by ray winstone to do a job in london and gary's and just like he, he just doesn't want to do it and he's, he's and okay so they build it up like like he's scared like they're scared of this guy don because he's yeah. just a fucking loose cannon like he's just man he's just crazy they're Psychopath. also okay so also and again, I watched this movie at 7 a.m. this morning when I got home. And so I was a little I was a little out of it. Very homoerotic, this movie. Am I wrong? Who what, like who is the kid? Like, is he fucking kids? Is he a pedophile? Gal? No, 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 no. That kid. Who's so that the, kid? Who's that kid in the speedo the that's just always Let's talk lurking. about the beginning of the movie. So in the beginning of the movie. Starts off beautiful shot. Ray Winstone's laying in his speedo. He's hot. He's getting a tan in Spain. He's retired. He's a big, fat, leathery gangster guy. He's. They're playing the Peaches song by yes. um, the Stranglers. So, dude, such a good way to start this movie or to start a movie. All of those fucking shots were perfect. It's just like a nice. This movie really is um, shows you the strength of like attitude and how much that can elevate a film. Like the ad, it has attitude right from the beginning. You kind of it has a feel. 
it's a little bold. naughty. It's a bad boy movie. When uh, Gal gets up, you see his like crotch in the front of the camera, and then that's when the it freezes and says "sexy beast" right over his dick. Yeah, you know, it's like this movie's like giving you a little wink, like, "Hey, what about that fun?" <laughs> yeah, this is a movie. Okay, we froze it on the guy's dick. Aren't we clever? So it's like when your mama has her second glass of wine. Things are going to get fun. And then she just airs out her pussy in front of everybody. Just a bush. Just a big-ass bush on the uh, right in front of the camera. Imagine on 4th of July, it's hot. Your parents are drinking. and You just, you just kind of look. You're just looking around the yard, you know, at a party. And then you just see your mom mm-hmm. just, like, fanning her pussy out. Her bush Just letting it visible. breathe. Just letting that sucker breathe. You're just like, you can visibly see it like breathing. And then you like, turn to your like winded. Yeah, it's just like. <sighs> yeah, you just see like. No, it's dry. It's somehow humid and dry at the same time. She like spritzes it with like a spray bottle. <laughs> Wets it up. And, I, I, and then I'm just a little kid in the Speedo across no, you the turn- pool. You turn to your dad and he's just like, he makes eye contact with you and just like looks down depressed. <laughs> he's just sad. Oh, poor guy. But yeah, so Ray Winstone gets up and then he's standing there fanning himself with this little baby fan and this giant boulder falls down the cliff behind him and lands right in a swimming pool, almost killing him. And this is like, the bad omen that sets up everything about dawn right like this is the, yeah he's a big like, bald boulder of a man yes but he's living the good life he's living high in the hog he's retired he's got his buddy h this is a very weird british name a-i-t-c-h-h yeah i didn't understand i was watching it with subtitles and it was i thought it was just a fuck up but you know he's a funny guy he's always talking about things like you get a swimming pool, you can color it, you can dye it, you can get a blue, have a blue, a blue pool, aquamarine. He's into like goofy stuff that he's like reading online. And then um, he's they, a real Adam type. He's real, just really suggestible from sponsored Instagram he's, posts. He's a little more high end, but yes. Um, if it was Adam, it, he'd be like, get a, get these, uh, get a brass Get a brass coin, stick it up your nose, cures all your disease. You can naturally, you don't need chlorine. It'd be some shit that's like a chlorine, a cleaner for the pool that's not chemical, but also doesn't work. It's just piss. You just put, <laughs> no, we can't talk about it. Adam's not here. We can't talk about yeah, it. Yeah, we, well, we do need to mention, yeah, Adam's not here. Adam's in Mexico. Adam's in Mexico getting pissed on by a donkey. He's in a donkey show. <laughs> but, but he's like, do I have to... <laughs> He's the first do man I have to, to be Do a... I have to fuck the donkey or can it just piss on me? And, and they're like weirded out. He's weirding somebody out at a donkey show right now in Mexico. <laughs> like, this guy's weird. <laughs> I don't want him marking at the donkey show. Have you met the new guy? He's these, weird. They go, these Americans. These Americans. They're just so underprepared. The British guys just come in. They already know to fuck the donkey. They know their lines. They know... <laughs> They know how to fuck. Yeah, they suck. They know stick. how to fuck this donkey. They know they fucking suck this donkey. And these Americans just come in and wing it. It's about getting pissed on and stuff. So 
this little kid, he's just like a guide. Cause like, it's like Ray Winstone doesn't have kids. Gal doesn't have children. He has his, him and H both have their wives who are like these, you know, middle-aged women attractive, but they clearly were like, Hose. The ga- the gals, yes, the the gals that the gangster gals, the moles, right? That it, like yes, yeah. <laughs> they're like yeah, they're like gangster babes. So they don't have kids. Um, it would be it's kind of unrealistic that he doesn't have a kid in this movie. Honestly, it kind of that's why I was like, is that his kid? Is that supposed to be his kid? But he didn't look. He looked like a little. He didn't look like him at all. Like that would not be their children. He should have like a bunch of he should have like a bunch of horrible kids, honestly. But I think that would just complicate the movie. So, well, yeah, this kid kind of gives him some like sympathy, but this kid helps him with yard work and stuff. And he's a pool boy. He's like a literal little pool boy. It also kind of helps tell you like where they are without telling you where they are. Yeah. And kind of what the situation is and like how. Obviously, they're richer and everything, but like, you know, if they weren't in Spain, they could be in Italy or France, like south of France, Mediterranean. Like, they could be in a rich area, but now you know they're kind of like, oh, they moved out to Spain. They're trying to lay low, right? They're in Spain. They're in the middle of nowhere. This is not like an area full of a ton of rich people, apparently. So, the other bad omen is they go rabbit hunting. Oh, yeah. And that night he has a dream about like a scary rabbit with a Uzi. Dude, that fucking costume, the practical effects in this movie too, which there wasn't like, it wasn't crazy, but like they weren't doing a bunch of crazy, like head exploding and stuff like that. But that costume, that rabbit costume was fucking creepy. This came out around the same time in America as Donnie Darko. I was going to say, yeah, it was very weird how, two movies came out within like two months of each other that had like a guy in a rabbit costume. Why did it do that? Cause I don't think that's weird at all because every movie that comes out, there's always another movie because somebody in the industry hears about the script and then fucking copies it. They all just try. And then they try and put it out sooner. You remember? Well, okay. So neighborhood watch, you remember that movie with the aliens? Yeah came out one week before the um british one the um, john of the dead guy is in same exact movie but it was world's end yes and they came out within a week of each other and then there's just like a year of that where two of the same exact movie would come out one was british one was american so it seemed like what they're always trying to just steal ideas and get them out sooner than the other person well, this is how the Illuminati makes sure that their message is sent to America and England, and that's how they control us. They just get like a Amber Alert whenever a new script gets dropped. It we buzzes make, on their We got to make big three, but this time they're just like, "Oh fuck, we got to add a rabbit." Another Fast it. and the Furious. I was. It's like we need a rabbit costume. Yeah, we got. Cool. That's a shit ton of work. Thanks, Illuminati. I like, yeah, I like the idea of somebody getting a message for Donnie Darko. Like, that's going to be the next biggest blockbuster. Yeah. That uh, rabbit was sick in this. And they ended the movie with the rabbit. That final little scene. Perfect beautiful. little button. 
but yeah, so then, uh, you know, they have this, this movie follows like a very traditional screenplay format, which is you start off with like, this is the characters. This is a day in a character's life. Yes. Okay. He wakes up He's by the pool. He goes hunting. He has airs out his, his fanny with his wives and his wife and his friend and his friend's wife. And this is how a normal day is. Then you go, but then a change occurs. And the change is Don Logan played by Ben Kingsley. They get a, he arrives and right before he arrives, you know, like shits up because everybody's well, like devastated. Yeah. At that fucking dinner, dude, they, they're like mentioned that Don's coming and literally like record scratch the whole mood of the movie changes because then like, he's like scared they seem scared or like stressed out well because they're retired right yeah and but and also they're like building up how crazy this fucking guy is without even mentioning it they, you could just tell by the way they're reacting like oh this guy's a fucking okay he's a okay well he's like we'll handle it we'll handle it okay okay but you can tell he's like kind of shaking in his boots. It'd be like if, um, oh, uh, Charles Manson called me. He's coming Ooh, over. Kingsley would be a good Manson. He looks kind of like later year Manson. Shaved head Manson. Mm-hmm. Put a little Swazi on his forehead. From Gandhi to Manson, and that'll be his documentary when he dies. From Gandhi to Manson, sexy beast in between. Gandhi Manson. Gandhi Manson, the love child of Gandhi and Charles Manson. But yeah, so Ben Kingsley shows up and he's just like, he has this very weird rhythm to everything he does. Yes. It's so funny and so off-putting and so strange. And like, the majority of the movie is just Ben Kingsley in the tension of him with Ray Winstone. And this Sleeping is like on his fucking couch, just, just crashing on his couch for a couple nights, trying to convince it. And this is something we can all relate to, you know, uh, this guy's coming over. Like he, we have to tolerate him. Like, yeah. <laughs> especially with couples, right? This is a classic thing of like, Oh, your old buddies come in your old college roommates i'm, I'm that say. guy yeah that's me like this movie is operating on the same levels as like a goofy owen wilson comedy like drill bit taylor yep it's I not about that. him he's with matt dillon and his girlfriend or whatever i never saw that movie but like this is just it's like it goes to show you that the same shit that works in a goofy ass movie also works in a drama or like a high-end movie or a high level movie or whatever. Like, oh, the stakes are way higher because you have this psychopath. Yes. In your living room. And you know, he's a, so it, presumably it's set up so perfect. Presumably we know that they have a history, obviously, and that he's crazy. And now this fucking dude's just yelling well, you at don't you from, know that from he's your own couch. It's not that he's or powerful or he's crazy. like the boss it's that he's, or whatever. It's definitely a gangster. Yeah. He's like the bot, like, you know. So. I mean, you know, he's crazy the first time he starts talking. You know, he's crazy. Yes. When he starts to ask him about his brother, he goes, Malky, he's all right. 
did you patch up things with him? I guess you have to ask him. Um, yeah, he has this very weird way of talking and everybody else is just like walking on eggshells, right? Like they don't yes. want to talk to him. It's very uncomfortable. It's very awkward. If you say anything to him, you don't know what he's going to say. He's just like, and also he's so funny though, just to watch like everything he does is so funny. And they said they never changed a script. This is exactly as it was written. Really? Which, which is amazing because it's so concise and short and like simple, but this is the brilliance of the movie. Cause like, most a lot of people who complain about this movie they're like oh it's light on plot but the strength of the the strength of the movie is that it's sure it's light on plot but it's it every scene has juice is it light on it it, yes it is not light on plot i don't think i mean it's one thing it's like one consistent thing we'll talk about that later but okay but also how long how long is the movie 72 hours approximately yeah, it's like from when days. when Kingsley shows up to the end, it's, like, it's only yeah, a few it's like days, four, right? it's yeah. like three it's like or four days. Yeah, everything Ben Kingsley says is just so fucking funny, and in the rhythm, it, oh my god, dude's great. We're looking at Saturday, but you're needed in London this Friday. It's a bit sudden, isn't it? Sudden? No, it's very far from sudden. Teddy's been working on this for five months. Dan, almost that. I've been in on it for two. It's not sudden. Preparation, preparation, preparation. As far as the actual job's concerned, it's a piece of piss. A monkey could do it. That's what I thought of you. Cheers, Don. And, like, things go wrong, like, immediately. So, Kingsley describes the whole job to him, and this is a great scene. You find out the job is a bank robbery. That's why we're doing it this month. But um, you have Ian McShane was at an orgy kind of like an eyes wide shut style <laughs> orgy. And it's really yeah. cool the way the orgy is presented because everybody's bored. Yeah. Like rich and they're kind of, why? It. well, it was more of like a, it wasn't even an orgy. It was just like a bunch of rich people watching two people. Fuck. It's like what Adam's at right now in Mexico. Like Adam's sitting there bored watching a donkey get fucked in Mexico. And he's like, can, can there be pee involved? Just bored as hell in the front row, him and his wife. He's like a uh, waiter. Uh, wait. <laughs> uh, I have a question. Um, is is this donkey gonna piss on her? Or is she gonna piss on the donkey? Como es piso? Are you just like really bad at Spanish? Como es piso? He just pisses. On <laughs> just pisses his pants. <laughs> Como es piso? <laughs> but um. You know, Ryan, now we're I'm totally distracted. So we're talking about the orgy, right? Okay, so then yeah. there's Teddy. Now, Teddy's the head gangster. He's the head muckety-buck. This is Ian McShane, the guy from Deadwood. Yes. This is what I loved about how it kept zooming out. It started with the main character and then uh, um, Ben Kingsley. Gal, and then Ben Kingsley, and then the world gets a little bigger. And then you think, okay, Ben Kingsley is the top dog. And then you meet the immediately, like 10 minutes later, you meet the guy above him. And it, it was just the fucking beautiful direction. And that's how I saw it. It, just, it felt like I just kept seeing more and more of the world. Yes. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't uh, waste your time with any bullshit. So no. like 
Ian McShane is Teddy. He's um, very cold in this movie. He's very like dry, like he's seen it all, done it all. And then this guy behind him, played by James Fox, is like staring at him. And he can, he's like, what are you staring at? And the guy's like, the back of your head. And then it cuts to this like really weird shot of Ian McShane, like getting fucked in the ass, but it's like, you don't see the guy fucking him, but it's all like wet. And there's like water splashing everywhere. That's what I'm saying. It's very homoerotic, bro. This is a gay ass movie. It's gay, dude. Cause there's that little boy in the speedo. There's the dick shot. Like I get what they're doing, but it's well, like it's a bromance. sexy beast. Yes. So yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's very, very homoerotic. I was horny as a hell watching this movie. So this is all tied into the casting of James Fox. James Fox, who plays the rich guy who runs the bank that they rob, he's in a movie in the '60s called Performance, and. It's a legendary British gangster movie. It's directed by Donald Kamel and Nicholas Rogue. Nicholas Rogue went on to direct Walkabout and uh, Don't Look Now and all these like 70s classics, Man Who Fell to Earth. But performance is famous because James Fox is in it as a gangster who's gay and has like, there's like weird gay orgies in it. And like Mick Jagger's in that. And oh, that's, he, is that where he got AIDS? <laughs> Mick Jagger doesn't have AIDS. He looks like <laughs> he it. does. He, he doesn't. <laughs> he needs to, sure. needs to change his diet. He got AIDS from Magic Johnson. I don't think Magic ever had it, to be honest. All right. So is this like an homage to that movie? I believe so. Um, when I saw this movie in the theater, I, I went with my dad and he like loved that James Did Fox you do the popcorn in. trick <laughs> with your <laughs> <My> dad, dad. <laughs> at Sexy Beast. <laughs> Hey, Daddy, you want some popcorn? And it's just your dick through a napkin. You didn't even buy popcorn. Dad, uh, you need to wipe your hands off. Hey, Dad, you want a sip of my soda? <laughs> hey, Dad. And it's like a straw. This is my straw. Got a little pla- a little straw dick. You just take the plastic <laughs> lid and you just like shove your dick through it. Oh, the little in the little scrapies, the little yeah. like sharp edges. <laughs> Have a little sip of soda, Dad. Dad, are you thirsty? And you've got, it's got uh, Sprite, Coke, Diet, the little pop things you pop down. And then one's just dick and you've just got the the dick one pop down. <laughs> oh, that would, be, that would be absurd. That'd be a hoot. I wish I had that kind of relationship with my dad. So he loved performance because he was like a druggy 60s guy. So he loved like that crazy kind of editing. But yeah, performance has weird gay sex orgy scenes and they're handled in this very weird way everything in that movie performance is very i want to just keep saying the word weird over and over again but like it's strange yeah it's very strange and like off off of a natural rhythm well they don't in the it, best way like sexy beast they're not explaining things you're just kind of like hey did i just see that that's how performance is like what performance is way crazier way more experimental um it also has has like very intense rhythmic editing and all that stuff but like there is a style for british gangster movies that goes back and 
Sexy Beast is easily in the performance category. It's not like, I mean, like One Good Friday, Mona Lisa. It's not just like a shoot 'em up. The hit. Yeah, it's not like those movies are very are full of very tough guys. Although I guess yeah. Mona Lisa, he's like kind of sensitive. Well, but yeah, I mean, fucking Kingsley, dude. And then we find out Kingsley is like literally schizophrenic. Or something like, or he's got multiple person. He's like talking to himself when he's shaving after the first morning. He's like literally having a conversation with himself. It, but it's like, oh my god, it's so fucking good. So and he's up Kings- like he's up hours, way hours before his guests, his the people hosting him. Well, he's like a bulldog. He has energy. He's never yeah. sleeping. Um, I love the scene where you find out where he's getting info about the job, and he's at home, and he's sitting upright watching te- watching telly. Yeah. What's what are you watching? <laughs> nothing. Yeah, that shit. <laughs> nothing. He's like a, something. He said because he did a lot of preparation for the movie. He one thing he wanted to do was make him seem like a abused child who grew up. And so fighting. he mentions it. That's in the script too. Like some of the dialogue, right? Because he sees the kid. He doesn't even mention. I fucking I wrote something down about it, but I don't. I lost everything. Um. That's why I was like, is this a pedophile movie too? Is that guy fucking his pool boy? Because he looks at he looks at the speedo kid again, and then he says something like that, where he's like, "You don't want to be hurt like you were as a kid or something." I think that's an actual theme in the movie. I'm sure it is. Like, or it's mentioned. I, he says that, so that makes sense. I never, I didn't pick up on that, but I just remember when he goes, "There's a boy watching me." But it wouldn't surprise me because I know it was kid... in that it was in that scene. He said like later on, he says something. Well, then because Ray Winstone gives the kid money to just make him go away. Right. I think so. And the other thing is with the kid is that you're it kind of helps tie in. Um, the change in Ray Winstone because he's super friendly with him and then he's like, hey, don't come around. Yeah. And the kids like confused. But um, also, did that kid only own a Speedo? It's hot, dude. It's really hot. You should be rocking just the some fucking trailer trash. Just a diaper would have been better. <laughs> just some grown ass kid in a diaper. Some trailer trash shit. I don't know why you're wearing black jeans on a hot day. Like, you gotta get in a speedo, short shorts, Daisy Dukes. A speedo and Daisy Dukes. <laughs> just wear something small. A thong like outside of my you, Daisy Dukes. You need your legs uncovered. Oh, dude, I got pants yesterday. When's the last time you've been pants? Not recently. I was at the bar and I was peeing in the bathroom and 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 my uh, my buddy came in and he just oh we were just, it was like six a.m. in the morning we're just still drinking there, and he just opens the door as I'm peeing and he just he fully pulls my pants down and then him and the the girl that was also chilling was just laughing and I was like I've never been I wasn't even upset I was like I've she never was been. in the bathroom no i mean we we're all like the bathroom door is wide open oh, it's okay. like an actual like apartment bathroom type sit- situation not like a bar bathroom yeah so but, you're still drunk technically i mean that wasn't that long oh ago. Uh, that was like hours ago you're um, um and i'm still drinking but i slept for a couple hours but i got pants and i felt like i wasn't even pissed i was just like i've this is some middle school shit i think the last time i got pants was like my brother in like fourth grade at a birthday party or something like a swim in a swim seems like 
it's like when you're a kid, it's very innocent. It's very fun. It's pretty. <laughs> yeah. Imagine doing that. Like I'm a 33 somebody. year old man that got pants like, like this morning. An elderly, you just pants an elderly person. Not like I just had a random stop sign. Like an old man. <laughs> it's just shit falls out and like, it's just his nasty catheter and everything. You really, like, when you pants him, his catheter gets ripped like out a, of it. You do like a YouTube prank thing and you're like, Hey, uh, do you know the way to like main street? And you're at, I got an old man talking to you. It's like, Oh, you want to go down a vine and make a left. And pointing, then like, yeah. You want to go down left point. And then your buddy the runs up behind him and just pulls down his like cozy Sunday sweatpants yeah his ass all these hard candies fall out of his pocket <laughs> and then he just run away laughing at this old old wrinkly ass he can't bend over to pick his pants back up that's fucked up it's crying when he gets home and his wife is like tearing <laughs> up his face is red his wife is like what's the matter i've been pants and then she leaves him she divorces him because she's we've been together for 65 years you're leaving me now i can't be with a man who's been pantsed she Jeez. walks out dies it could happen that could happen hey, prank, you're lucky hey, pranks aren't a pranks aren't a practical joke y'all you're lucky <laughs> you're lucky you're 33 and you, can, you can survive this and you're not married <sighs> Grown ass man getting pants, humiliated. I got humiliated. So you're pissing. Did you? Were you midstream? Could you pull up the pants? Or did no, you have to I was just also just like piss? fucking wasted. I just kept. Yeah. At this point, we were just peeing with the door open, like all three of us. But just laughing, being sloppy drunk. It pretty much, yeah. Getting pants. Men in your thirties. He, dude, it was funny, dude. He pulled my, he pants me while I'm peeing, and then he, and then he stuck a thing up my butt, and then uh, he, <laughs> I'm just like describing getting, getting sexually assaulted. It was, normal funny, era, it was funny though. Like 50 <laughs> years ago, you could have like a 12 year old son. Hey, you, you know, like, I, we were talking about that last night. I would literally have a 13 year old kid right now if it weren't for um, this beautiful country. And Planned Parenthood. <laughs> if it wasn't for women uh, giving up the goods, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I also was. I had a phase where I poked holes in my condoms. I thought it was a funny joke. <laughs> <laughs> for when you sucked off guys. Yeah, for when yeah. I yeah pants guys, and then I I'd peg their you put ass. a con you put a condom on, and then you suck it and you drink it. Uh huh. And it's just like a little spritz. So yeah, that scene was crazy in this movie when uh, they did that. When they, when they, <laughs> when they it would have been funny if Ben Kingsley just woke up one morning and just pants Ray Winston. Okay, so he kind of did that first morning. He's shaving, he's talking to himself manically, and then he just walked in this the way it kept cutting from him talking to himself in the bathroom to Gal just so Sucking comfortably himself. passed out, so comfortably passed out. Well, he's asleep, yeah. Just so like how you built up all this tension, you're stressed out about freaking Kingsley coming over and you now you're just sleeping fine with your robe on. Like, don't you didn't lock your door, lock your fucking door. So you're a gangster. Lock your door. 
he also does a thing, Ben Kingsley, where he pisses on the carpet. That's really funny in the bathroom. Yeah, he that just, shit was so funny. Is that how you were? If, see, if you were pissing like Ben Kingsley with your arms akimbo or whatever. Dude, he, not akimbo, like at your side. Hip. Yeah, he was, he he was could, shooting from the hip. You could be holding up your pants at the same time. <laughs> Imagine if Ben I Kingsley. I forgot was, about that scene, but yeah, that's basically how I was standing when I got pants. So Ben Kingsley's constantly doing little things like like an abusive person does where they have to dominate you and every little victim yeah well he's a abuser now that's how the cycle works he's no longer a victim anymore but so now he's abusing them he like he'll piss a little on the bathroom floor to show dominance like a dog essentially like an animal right and then um earlier when he first is there in the living room the two couples are there and then like three of them get up and leave and they're like, Oh, we're going to go get some food. And then Ben Kingsley goes, yeah, I'll buy you a meal. And then he pulls out like a few hundred dollars. And they're like, Oh, it's all right. You don't need to do that. He's like, no, I insist. And it's like, this is what an abusive person does. They just need to be in control, control. Of, yep. of everything. And they don't. And like, they'll be like, you can't watch that movie. You have to watch this movie. That's why you started this podcast, right? That's you just gotta be I, in control. This is how I treat Adam. You're you're an abuser. <laughs> he you, oh my god! Watching this movie, watching this movie was you're Kingsley, Adam is Gal, and I'm the boy in the speedo. Just watching it all go down. So Adam wanted to do this podcast. This was his idea, and this he movie wanted, was no. The oh, sh- the podcast. podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he wanted to edit every episode, and he wanted to like do everything collaboratively and one by one <laughs> i took over every single aspect of it and well it's got to get done somebody's got to do it but like i edit the episode i used to comp- i would when he would edit the episode i would complain about everything and be like it's late you did this wrong you did this wrong and then once i took over editing i just broke all those rules i said all those things i criticized him of i just broke yeah, I watched that happen. <laughs> it's not a joke. <laughs> no, I watched it happen in the group text, y'all. We have a group text. And, I, and I'm the only one that talks in it anymore. I will say this, though. The one thing he did that I'll never do is I would go like, when's the episode going to be done? And he'll be like, Saturday. And <laughs> yeah, and, like, then, and then he won't get it. <laughs> and then it'd be like Sunday. I'd be like, so did you finish it? He's like, no. I'm like, well, why'd you say- tell me? <laughs> Why did you say it was going to be done when it wasn't? Just make up a, just pat it. It would piss me off. But anyway. Yeah, and you're the fucking Kingsley. And then you're coming and pissing on his carpet and then uh, trying to get him to do one last job. He's tried to quit the podcast like 20 times and you're like, just one more job. Which I want to get to the fucking robbery because I didn't get what was going on, man. And I'm, I might have been going in and out. I'll be honest. All right. So they're going back and forth. Ben Kingsley's hilarious. Look, if you haven't seen this movie, watch it. Yeah. It's one of the funniest movies ever made. He's insane, dude. He stresses me out watching it. Like, it was like a good stress out. But I was like, fuck, this guy needs to get, get chill. Everything Smoke some he weed does, or something. He does is funny. And it's not like I can convey it on the podcast. It's not like I can say like, yeah. Oh, when he said this, his eyes squinted a little bit. It's not that doesn't yeah, actually. It's it's he's a fucking genius. You can't. But everything just watch he does, sexy beast. 
there is one more thing I want to say about his performance, which is the other big inspiration for his performance, he said, was his grandma. And I was looking out for this, and I feel like the, the key scene for him to clue in on his grandma is when he finally gets like really angry. They're in the kitchen. Ray Winstone is kind of like leaning against the counter, looking away. The camera is like tucked behind a wall and you see like a little out of focus sliver of wall in the foreground. And Ben Kingsley's just like, fuck you, fuck you. That's it. I'm, I'm miserable. Why should you ever be happy? Like, yeah, fuck you. I don't ever want like, you to be happy. You're a whore. He's like yelling at Daisy or whatever her name is. And he's like, oh, yeah, we got to talk about her. Like, and you're then he a goes, fucking whore. And then he goes, that's it. I'm leaving. I'm gone. And it just made me like really think about like a psychopathic family member. Who you just like, okay. can't deal with? My mother is gets drunk like that sometimes. A lot of people in my mother's side of her family do that, where they'll just get blackout drunk and then they'll just fucking yell, scream at e at each other, like scream at each other. But like you can tell they're not talking to anybody. Like it's something at like they're dealing. They're not. They're processing something. Like they'll be like fuck you, fuck you, and it's like obviously you're going through something. But then they'll do, I'm out, I'm leaving. And then they'll just leave. And then we'll see him the next day, like my uncles or whatever. Then we'll see him the next day at the family function and they just won't mention it. And then we just all go about our day. And it's like, you just fucking walked out literally like he did. And then he goes all the way to the airport, goes like through TSA or whatever. And then is like, yeah, I don't want to gets off of the plane. That's fucking such a good scene. So he's, he's, he storms he's smoking. Out. He's smoking on the plane. Yes. Yeah, what are you gonna yeah. fucking do about it? You're gonna wait until no, no, like, smoking, sir. <laughs> can you please put out your cigarette? He's like, what this? We can't take off cigarette. Until we put it out. Cigarette. What this? No, I'm not gonna put it out. Not gonna put it out. And he gets pissed. They throw him off the plane. No, he then, he just walks off. They weren't even. Oh yeah, gonna, he walks he, off. He, he could have got away with it if he would have just sat there. Like he could have probably. He's like, you know what? Fuck this. So he walks out of his walkout. With his little leather bag. <laughs> he, he walked out of his walkout, basically. And went back to the house. And then he's in Tailed security. <laughs> and then the security come in. They're like, you know, they want to arrest him. And then he makes up the story about being molested by the, the steward. Yeah. What the fuck? Dude? This guy's crazy. He's manic. He's just crazy. Well, he's not crazy because he knows how to get away with things. That's, yeah, I but think, he's like, I think it's, he's just aggressive. What? He's a psychopath. Yeah, he's a psychopath. He's a sociopath. He's not crazy though. Yeah, he's all he's. he's he knows how to manipulate. He knows how to manipulate people. Um, his anger issues are probably holding him back, honestly, because he's so smart. It's like Teddy is the opposite. Teddy's very cool, very underplayed. Yeah, calculating. He's way more in control, but Don Logan comes back to the house. Uh, there's a big fight. They have the rifles from the, the hunting that day and the little kid runs up. He's going to shoot Don Logan, but doesn't his gun break or something? And then I don't Dee know. Dee that's comes out. how I was going in and out because that's Dee Dee when it gets a little artsy gun. again and it keeps cutting back and forth from the heist. Yes. To the shooting. So what's you never the see that scene. You never see that scene in its full. No. Um, you, just, it's you, like you see cuts clips of him yelling over and, the next climax. Yeah. Over the next half hour. But I, okay. 
can we talk about the heist? Their brilliant heist. Why was it under? I don't get it. I was. Why was it underwater? Okay, so Ryan, is that just artsiness? No, there's a big explanation for this. It's in the what they rob is an underground safety deposit box bunker thing in the basement of a bank. Okay, a very exclusive, rich international bank. <laughs> Those don't exist, do they? <laughs> underwater in London, they do. In New York, they do. L.A. not so much, but like. You got to go through a pool to get to it. In (laughs) Europe, where you have international, you know, clients, you have very rich people. Yeah, I guess a bank on the coast. So as Teddy's leaving, they highlight this spa that's next door. Oh, that's right. It's very simple, right? They're just next door. So next, I know. I'm telling you, I was fucked up watching it. Like I was smoking a joint. I was fucked up. I was. I missed a couple of. Some things Next to this big expensive bank too is too busy getting ex- pantsed. It's like a gay bathhouse or like a, a friggin' underground spa thing. And Gal goes to London, he's all on edge because he's killed Don. And it's ironic now that he he didn't want to do the job, but now he has to do the job because Don's yeah. dead. So his life is in horrible and then and then homeboys yeah because he's like so what the fuck where's don he's like so i i heard don was hanging out with you where uh where's he at now (laughs) and then he's like um his life's so shit he's like he go on a plane he flew away he's like really and then what happened he's like how do you know he's like well he called me from the airport yeah what (laughs) he's like no he did also yes you could with with a guy like don that's not how you lie. You lie by telling the truth. You go, he fucking snapped and yelled at me and my wife and then stormed out of the fucking house. I well, don't know don't where do the that. fuck he's at. You don't tell him that. Yeah, you go, I, I don't know where the fuck he's at. So the reason why- No, Don's, I guess you don't. Yeah, you don't want to say you guys got in an argument. You can't say like, I got an argument. It was self-defense. I killed him. You don't want to give away no, that no, information. No, 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 no. You just, with a guy that's like him- with anger issues, you could be like, I don't know. He just fucking snapped and yelled and stormed out with the suitcase. Said he was also, going to the airport. His story's bad because it's like, imagine Don Logan being like, Oh, I just, right. landed, on, I just landed yeah. on a plane, got off the plane. I'm just yeah, checking yeah, in yeah. That, you know, had that's a what I'm saying. Holiday. Had a lovely holiday. It's very nice. Appreciate, appreciate the carpet that I pissed on. Saw a donkey show. It's beautiful. <laughs> Gorgeous. Yeah, he's not just like, just ring it in just to let you know. Had a great time. Yeah. <laughs> Love you, buddy. Uh, <laughs> Can't wait to see you for the big bank robbery we're all doing together. <laughs> just leaving a voicemail. Yeah. So uh, he killed him. They buried him in the She killed pool. him. Daisy killed him. Didi. Didi, sorry. Didi. Also, he, Don talked about how she used to be a porn star. And was that okay? I didn't know if she was a hooker or a porn star. She had a fan club, probably both. She had a fan club with like now there's like guys who watch her old movie, her old stag films together. Yeah. I kind of feel like that's like a reference to this um British movie called Get Carter with Michael Caine. That's really good. There's like a pornography like element to that movie because gangsters used to make porn. That's like it's a not big films. thing. Well, no. But they used to make porn. It's not porn if it ain't a snuff film, in my opinion. 
all the old porn movies were um, funded by gangsters, distributed by gangsters. Deep Throat apparently made like hundreds of millions of dollars and the gangsters just kept all the money, never paid any taxes, like hundreds of millions of dollars. We, we've had, um, I haven't been there, but we've had parties like that at our speakeasy. <laughs> what, were you watching porn? I wasn't there. No, there's like a there's like a whole S and M community in the Austin comedy scene now because Creek in the Cave and Joe Rogan moved here. And they at this comedy club, dude. They like f- like fuck people on stage. They have an S and M show, and literally people get like dildos inside of them in front of an audience. It's like everyone's bored watching, like in the scene, watching somebody get poked on stage. I don't think you can do that, right? In a well, it's public boring. club, it is. No, you can do that. No, it's artistic expression. It's pornographic. As long as that, as far as I'm concerned, 18. as an asexual Christian, it's pornographic. Plus, also, it's up to local cops too. What they give a shit about? Like, it's up to the viewer discretion. Austin police don't give a fuck. Some of them do. Yeah, they do. They will ride around on horses. They yeah, but a cop, much. a cop can't arrest anyone if they don't have the DA's backing. Because the DA is that why they, is that why the cops just kill people? Um, basically, it's up to the, if they know the <laughs> DA is going to let them go, or you know, if they have a hard SDA, they're going to be aggressive. If they have like, if they know the DA soft, they're not going to like. Yeah, if they got a real thing about, dent. The other thing is like a guy putting a dildo in his ass on a comedy stage. Is no, not... it's a woman in her vagina. And it that's... was a drill though. It was an electric. That's not a danger to anyone. It's a danger to my horniness. If you do that in a small te- Texas town, you would be in trouble. But if you do that in Austin, no one's going to give a fuck. That's true. I was in Berkeley on, on acid and I saw extreme Elvis do a, a show. At <laughs> what is Park. extreme Elvis? He's a big fat obese Elvis impersonator who got fully nude, lit an American yeah. flag on fire while singing Elvis songs, pissed on the American flag that was on fire. Also had a, a, a dildo Jesus or dildo crucifix. He wore around his neck on a necklace that he then he like quickly shoved it up his ass and then sucked it and then threw it in the audience. Oh God. He went ass to mouth on and himself. Co- cops were watching this whole thing in front of me, like two Berkeley cops on bicycles. And they were just like, like laughing. <laughs> and like, they, they're like seen it. They've seen him before. <laughs> they've seen it all. They don't care. It's like, cause no one, they, it's just a bunch of adults and no one. I mean, that's unhygienic. No one's outraged. It's like a cop isn't going to do anything unless someone complains half the time. That's that's funny you say that because they just are shoot they just shoot people when they want for running and jogging and stuff. Well, if they think they're alone, right? It, like that one so guy they funny. shot. Remember yeah. that guy they shot in the back in North Carolina Which or one? whatever? And he just the cop shot him in the back. That makes sense. He thought he was alone. Now, the crazy thing about George Floyd is he's on camera and he's like talking to the guy on camera. There's like a whole crowd of people, you know? Yeah, like, I mean, it's not that crazy. Rodney King, all this and that. 
Well, Rodney King, they thought no one was watching. Definitely didn't think anyone was videotaping Rodney King. But um, you know, I heard. Cops Rod, are, I heard. I heard. <laughs> cops are going to do I what they can get away with. Rodney set all that up. I heard. It was like it was like the what guy about, from what about the guy Rodney from Empire? No, Rodney Dangerfield. King. Rodney Dangerfield. King. Hey, I don't get any respect. Hey, uh, <laughs> as he's just getting pummeled like on VHS in the nineties or whenever that is. Just four. Just getting pummeled. Hey, hey. Just beating the shit out of. Hey, whoa, come on. Hey, whoa, whoa. Can we all whoa, just get along? Hey. <laughs> don't start a riot. Don't start a riot about it. Oh, a guy like me, you get talk a about it. Too. Talk about somebody getting abused growing up. <laughs> Rodney King would have been a good replacement for to play uh, Kingsley. Caddyshack. No, Kingsley's character. What about Rodney King and Caddyshack? That's good. So like in Caddyshack, they're like, have you seen Caddyshack? Yeah, a bunch. My well, uncle like, loves it. They're like, you know, they that hate movie was just freestyle. They hate him joining the club. Yeah. And they're just like, this Rodney King. It's like all pissed, Ted Knight. That whole movie was like improv, right? Yeah. They threw away the script because fucking Rodney Americans. King so fun- <laughs> Rodney Dangerfield was so funny. Rodney King. <laughs> He's Rodney rich King, after his Rodney settlement. Rodney King and Caddyshack. He's rich after his settlement and then joins the club, Bushwood, and they're all pissed. Oh, God. <laughs> There's a riot on the greens because he joined. What about Rodney Kingsley? He's been Kingsley. holy shit. No, because Kingsley would be the the one kicking the shit out of somebody. He was scary in this movie, right? Like he was the muscle. Like he was a little scrappy looking guy, but he was just like unpredict unhinged is what it seemed like. Yeah, he, but not he, not. Unhinged. I called him a bulldog earlier. Like he yeah, looks like he perfect. would just rip your throat out. He would just fucking attack you and kill you, like a pit bull. You just yeah. And the other thing is, uh, Gal is so out of shape. He's so fat and lazy now, living high in the hog. Uh, yeah. One thing he said is to prepare him and those those two couples, Dee Dee, Gal H. That other one that Ben Kingsley fucked that yeah. he's still attracted to. <laughs> yeah. Which that's a good little story element. Those couples just hung out for like two weeks drinking before partying. shooting. So they had like, um, they were very close. You know, they like had, they were comfortable around each other. And then yeah. Ben Kingsley comes in and he's the outside element. And so they weren't like. So a lot of that like, was natural. It makes it better. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, Teddy is pissed because he knows Gal's lying. He knows to kill Don Logan. Don, he knows what, how Don and, Logan so is. Who is. Who is Don to Teddy? They seemed closer than, was he any relation? Because he seemed actually upset. Like Nobody seemed to like Don. Whenever they talked about Don, he just exactly. seemed like he 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 stressed everybody out. Well, he's his muscle. Yeah, he's a, he's his muscle. Okay, and you need a guy. You need at least one guy. But like were they that brothers in your, crew, in your crew? No, Malky is Don's brother. So here's a funny bit of trivia. Malky is the guy they mentioned earlier, and I was watching it with subtitles during the robbery. You hear someone say Malky. Oh, he was there. Originally, this would have been dumb. 
and they changed it. Ben Kingsley was going to play Malky as a twin. Yeah. No, that so then it would have been it. like, hey, look, Ben Kingsley's at the robbery. But they just it's felt it was, that's like a soap opera thing. Yeah, that's a little too on the. They do that in um, the Sopranos movie, Many Saints in Newark, and everybody hated it. People hate when that shit happens because like i mean i did not like it in there will be blood i'll tell you that much with paul dano and that was what just a random onset call yeah because they had a minute decision well paul dano played the first brother but then they had a a child actor playing the the preacher kid who was 12 and apparently daniel day lewis intimidated him with his acting and his, you know, preparation. I, mean, I can see that. Yeah, it's fucking psychotic. And it just wasn't Method working. Acting sucks, dude. Like, you don't, like, just act. So, it get was that. a combination of just, I feel like Paul, like Eli Sunday, played by Paul Dano, that's, a lot of people will say like, oh, that's the weaker performance. It's not as good as Daniel Day-Lewis. No, but also, so. he's starting with a, um, he has no preparation. He immediately had to jump into that role. Yeah. And so, he did. He does pretty well considering how difficult that is. He's not yeah, even funny. I'm not a big Daniel Day-Lewis fan. He seems like he's a tryhard. Yes. Him, him and Christian Bale just are like, I'm just don't like stop. Well, so it's not worth it, man. Like, yeah, the machinist or whatever. Sure. You lost all that weight, but like what? Daniel Day-Lewis to, wanted to be in Pulp Fiction really badly. He wanted to play Vincent Vega. Yeah. And I can't imagine a guy that uptight. He, he I thought, Vega. didn't he play? Um, He was in it, wasn't he? Um, God, it's the scene where they're in a basement of a pawn shop and um, he comes out in all leather. The Gimp. Wasn't that Daniel Day-Lewis? Yeah, he lived as a gimp. For a, seven years before? In a pawn shop. <laughs> in a fucking trough in a pawn shop. He was a... <laughs> if Adam was here, we could do a whole bit. Like, what if Adam was a gimp, you know? No. he. I feel like we've always done that. I feel like there's multiple times I've called Adam the gimp, and he wouldn't be the gimp. He would be... What if Rodney Dangerfield was the gimp and he was like, hey, I don't get hey, respect. Uh, finally, you opened my cage. He just takes the mask off. He's like, oh, God, it's hard to breathe in this gimp suit. Anyways, who am I fucking? Oh, God. Back to college or whatever that movie's called. Back to school. <laughs> no, back it's to college. Rodney, the sequel. Rodney King goes back to college. <laughs> and he's like After. trying to party. You're like, Sir, it is after the riots and everything. Like this is years later. Yeah, like, sir, you're. Are you? Are you drunk in class right now? You just like asleep. Yeah. (laughs) Remember, he was on Celebrity Rehab, and he was just like drunk all the time. Rodney King. For real? Well, apparently, being beaten near death, nearly the death. And then um, causing a whole city to riot <laughs> caused him some trauma. And he was a drug addict before anyway. So that'd be cool. God damn. To become like a symbol of. Ugh. It's tough. 
being, <sighs> it's tough being a martyr like that. <laughs> Jesus a, a victim of that level. Uh, okay, so the heist, what did they, they were getting like pearls, underwater pearls the, and the money. safety and, deposit box of all these like rich. But it's also underwater. It didn't make any sense to me. Well, the jewelry did it they get, could take. Did it get flooded because they drilled into it? Flooded because they drilled a hole from the swimming pool into the safety deposit so, box. So then all their money is just going to be fucking wet. Well, it wasn't money so much as like... Like pearls and trinkets and stuff. And there's a lot of things in like plastic bags already for some reason. So like they could get like documents and bonds and, and shit. Why why did they need Gail? Gal. I know they, they don't. They built they built they build it up like we need you're the safe cracker. We need you. We can't do the job without you. And then we get there and he just he's holding a drill. All he does is drill. All anybody the guys could, anybody could drill. All the guys are just these fat 45-year-old beefy dudes who are laughing and smoking and drinking just having a blast (laughs) it's gonna be me i mean that's basically where i'm at getting pantsed before we do the big heist working at a trap house getting pantsed going to comedy shows people getting drilled out on stage look brian you have the good life now but 10 years from now i don't have the good life 15 years from now you're going to want different things and you're going to be like, I'm just getting pants, getting trapped, getting a dildo up my ass at the BDSM, BDSM club. Getting Venmo 20 bucks about it. You know, you got to grow up. It's tough. You don't, it's not that tough and you don't got to. <laughs> like, it's not hard to grow up. You just get a job and get fucking boring and then work all day. It's easy. It's boring. It's funny that you're a comedian because like I can see where you're going to end up and it's like at best you're Doug Stanhope which is you're just a fucking no. drunk. You're, no. you're a fucking drunk. I'm not going uh, like, to yes, at very best. <laughs> That's the very best. That's the that very owns, best. That owns two shows like or two houses. That's so I'm going to get like randomly I'm going to get on houses. Yeah, across the street from each other. Or so at worst, on, uh, you're like, what, Eddie Pepitone? Just have a roommate or something? I don't know what his deal is, but like, he's really funny. He's got a wife. He's doing well. He's he's also probably Doug Stanhope ish. But I mean, like, they're both extremely funny people, right? But like, well, then they no, get, they get dude, a couple I know big the deals. Worst they got is... a couple big. They got a couple big deals, so they can coast. Right, like we the man the show. I'm, I'm sure he's still getting some man. I don't show know who. what we're. I don't know what we're talking about. The worst is obviously fucking Bill Brody Cosby. Stevens. Oh, shit. Fucking yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna be Greg more of a Gerard, Brody Stevens Gerardo, type. <laughs> yeah. so dear, like there's so many dead comics. Mitch Hedberg. I mean, you already look like Mitch Hedberg. <laughs> Mitch Hedberg. Oh, I do. An, huh? Was the considered like the funniest comedian? in america when he died mm-hmm. and just lived in an rv i'm, I'm gonna die i'm gonna die i'm gonna die um i'm gonna die just like pants to my ankle in some in some dirty bar bathroom some illegal speakeasy bathroom just pants the last thing that happened to me was i got pants humiliating well so, guess what william some things aren't all about money 
okay? I'm in it for the art. I'm chasing the passion of the art of stand-up comedy. <laughs> in oh Austin. Are you in that, like, boozy neighborhood? Is that, like, the big downtown Austin thing? Like, there's, like, a party Bougie? neighborhood? Boozy. Where everybody drinks No, I mean, that's, cam- that's campus. Is that the strip? The dirty, si- dirty Sixth? No, everybody from that's L.A. moved times- here, and it fucking ruined it, man. Like, Austin kind of sucks a-, a little bit because of everybody moving here, <laughs> to be honest. And I don't want to sound like that guy because I moved from L.A. back here. But... I don't got money. Well, it's a town that blew up really fast, right? Like so many people moved there. So mm-hmm. where's the, where are your comedy clubs? Are they in like those neighborhoods? Downtown. One's being built right now up north. Cap City is still under construction since COVID. They had to relocate. Creek in the Cave moved downtown. Um, and the Velveeta Room's downtown. Like blocks away from each other. And they're both... The Velveeta rooms where I recorded my album. So you've seen the video clips. Yeah. They're both very, they're like 75 seaters. So what are the audiences? Creek like? in the caves get, probably holds a couple hundo. Creek in the cave sucks, man. It's like all your come town guys. What are the it's audiences? All these like? like fuck it. It's all these like fat incel types. Like t- I'm talking so much shit. Yeah. I don't even, I, I'm not even like a part of the comedy scene anymore. I just work at a bar that all the comics go to. <laughs> So like it's it me it's funny to me and I'm getting pants at six in the morning. It's just funny to me to talk anything about Austin comedy. I like them all. It sounds like Portland kind of. Portland went to a no, thing no, where no, no, a no. shit ton of people moved there. Though. Portland and sucks it, though. But yeah. like what what the I was wrong in Portland, type of rich move there. When I was in Portland, it was like I get in an Uber, like so because people would be like, so where are you visiting from? I'd be like, oh L.A. And they're like, oh I just moved from California. Oh, I was in the Bay Area. Yeah. I was in LA. Like everybody in the, every Uber driver was like, "Oh yeah, I just moved here. I just moved here." They were like, "Portland's like rich hippies, right?" They're just LA it's people. Like, it's like rich people trying, yeah, rich LA people trying to be poor to look poor. I don't know. <laughs> it's a weird appropriation it's like of if poverty. I can't, I can't buy a house in LA, but I've, if I move to Portland, I could buy a house. You know what I mean? Really? It's like. It's like you're rich, but you're not that rich. It's also not that crazy to buy a house. I bet I could get a house with like seven grand. I bet I could find me a house somewhere. In Austin? Yeah, for because I haven't bought one yet. So Austin's I've got friends. Don't you get you discounts get, on? You don't have a I job. A, yeah, I do. Just like I work at a I work at an underground. I work bar. at a place I can't tell you about. Yeah. Hey, I work in an alley. You don't have a tax return. Yeah, I do. I still and pay taxes. Every time I buy something. Sweet, naive, Ryan. I'm not naive. I can buy, a, drunk, I can buy a house. I could if I wanted to. Just a drunk I'm, guy. Just like, I can buy this house. <laughs> just give me your house. Sir, why are your pants at your ankles? Oh, drunk. Sir, it's five in the morning. What the fuck? Did you, are you still awake? You're right, though. I should have another beer. So they get away with the the crime. 
Um, and then it's all like, yes, this is where people say the plot is weak because after Dawn dies, the movie really does go down a few notches in energy. It's kind of like, well, he brought all the, all the tension. He had all the tension. And then the it's second like, well, he was gone, there's no tension. Teddy's, and the, in, Teddy's not. Intim- yeah. He's intimidating, but he's like in a professional way. He's intimidating. He's not, he's not, he's not unpredictable. Is the so thing. like the thing worked. Don was unpredictable. With Don, it worked having the same scene over and over and over again because it's very active and very fun and very energetic. With Teddy, the same scene is happening over and over again at the end of the movie, which is he knows Ray Winstone's lying, but he, he just keeps do showing anything. up. Yeah. But he doesn't do anything. And it's like, well, this is the guy who should be doing something. But there's still some tension. And he goes, All right, I'll drive you to the airport. Um, but then they stop at um, James Fox's house. And oh, yeah. He's like, I want to make my friend a drink. He's yeah, like, we need to. Um, he's like, we okay. got to make a stop. Yeah. I guess I'll make your friend a drink instead of being like, get the fuck out of here. So he makes him a drink. You know, that, and then they, I thought he was going to blow him. his brains out. Yeah. It was pretty obvious. Gonna, you think he's going to kill Ray Winstone. So he kills him. That kind of closes the loose ends. I mean, it's unbelievable. Oh, I thought, that no, he, I thought he was going to kill Gail too. I thought he was going to kill everybody then. That's right. when he should have That's what I everybody. said. I was going to say like, yeah, it's unbelievable that he doesn't kill Gail in that scene or Gail. Like he had, so, like, I think because they didn't actually like Don. So I think there was like a thing where he's like, man, fuck, I know you killed him, but that matter. is a weight. Off, that is a weight off my chest. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't. Right. No, he would kill him. You're right. He would kill him. He should have killed both of them in that house. But. And then made it look like, it like that would have been so, it made it look like they killed each other or some shit. If he killed the gangster, then maybe it's like, well, why have a gangster in the house? Because then he can connect them instead of just making it random. Like, potentially you don't yeah. know who killed the banker guy. So, but he, oh, later that night, he would have killed him in the car or whatever. Like he would have, it's like Goodfellas when they rob the airport Robert De Niro just kills all the guys because why have the loose ends? So in there, whatever like that, that seemed like their last job. Like it seemed like they've been doing that their whole lives or whatever. And that was we their gotta, last job. Gotta have a last so, yeah. Sometimes. You're going to kill them. Well, also it's like, you don't let people retire in the gang from the gang. Why? I don't get that either. Cause you have, they can witnesses. Yeah. I get it or whatever, but they were fine. They can turn. They were living witness. in Spain alone, just getting fat. You would be a, a horrible gang leader, Ryan. I'm not a leader. I'm I'm a henchman. I'm a right hand man. I never. And I'll tell you this: I never want to be an alpha, and I never. I'm a beta bitch, and I'm okay with it. Uh, and you would be a horrible gangster. No, I'm not. I wouldn't. I'm the hinge. I'll be the right. I know my place. Like, I'll, I'll listen to a boss. You tell me what to do, and then I'll get that shit done. Sure, I'll get pantsed on the way. You would get but, killed. Uh, you wouldn't get pantsed. You think? A pantsing for a gangster is getting shot in the back of the head. I bet I could. T- I bet I, I'd be like the best hitman because I just talk them out of it. I'd, I'd show up to their place and be like, hey, can we uh, crack a drink? It'd be the crack same situation. It'd be the same situation as the end of the movie, but 
I'm behind the bar. I'm like, let's just have a drink. And then me and Ted, it cuts to like an hour later and me and Teddy are just like mid hearty laugh. And he's like, oh man, I'm going to be honest. I came here to kill you, right guy. I came here to kill you in front of, in front of gal, but Ooh, you make a mean whiskey mountain dew. That was sick, buddy. I'll see you next weekend. I'm that kind of gangster. Typical American idiot. Yeah. I also just would like, be the face. I would be the perfect. Um, just like a, Adam put everything Sandler. under my name, put everything under my name. When it gets, I'll get arrested. Like what if Adam Sandler was like British gangster? He's like, Hey, can we uh, calm down? Maybe I can make you a cocktail. They're like, wow, this Mountain Dew <laughs> is so good. I'm not going to kill this complete moron who works for me. Yeah. They'll just feel bad for me. So they'll be like, ah, eh, we'll keep him around. That you, He's gotta, no, one, no one in England has ever had Mountain Dew. I'm the Mountain Dew man. Like that's my. Right. Can't kill yeah, him. I don't do. I the don't do anything illegal. <laughs> yeah, I don't the do anything illegal. I'm, I'm just. I don't even understand that there's like crime going on. I'm just making whiskey Mountain Dews for. I think we're all just hanging out and they're like planning a bank heist. I'm just so stupid and ignorant. It's like a Guy Ritchie <laughs> movie, and you just you fly from Eng- you fly from Texas, and you have like a briefcase, and you the, open it the, up. Then a hotel. The gentle do. The gentle do man. And you just have like a couple of six packs of Mountain Dew. You're like, gentlemen, gentlemen, purest Mountain Dew on the market. All right, all right, all right. Let me teach you how to bring this Dew over so I can retire. I'm getting out of the Dew game. Yeah, it's no retiring. <laughs> like a like a Dew drop in a hot afternoon. I'm evaporating. There's no retiring, Ryan. The boss likes you. You got to keep bringing Mountain Dew. Oh, there's no such thing as retiring. I got to get a job first. Yeah, that's your problem. You're like, I want to retire, but I don't even have a job. I'm kind of already retired. So they let him go and everything's all well. And H is telling a little funny story about monkeys getting Beatles haircuts. Then there's like a trippy scene. Yeah, what the fuck was that? (laughs) That's like when he was talking about the swimming poles at the beginning with like yeah it just goes to show you that they have no more worries that actor plays h died before the movie came out unfortunately oh that sucks he's looking pretty old how what happened to his wife that's what i want to know um d no the other one maybe don moved her in and then the little threesome thing going on well so they live in a different place at the end right no same place same pool same everything huh I thought they were talking about leaving again because now so, they got to go re because it seemed like they would didn't actually retire. They kind of just ghosted the gang and went to Spain for years. Well, that's what you do. You don't retire. There's no retirement party. You just kind of so, ghost. So what's the message of the movie? What did we learn? Oh my God. The message. You got one. I got a few. Don't build your bank next to a fucking spa. That's what I say. Definitely don't. I don't do any banking next also, to spa. Also, why are you putting pearl necklaces in a fucking safety deposit box? So a big thing with... Here's something really weird. But like... um, Rich people 
they put a lot of their money in jewelries, jewelry yeah. and like and arts art because they can like they can like there's like special inheritance laws that allow yeah. them to bypass taxes. Yeah, no, I understand art. So I think you should buy jewels, Ryan. NFTs is that basically what NFTs are at this point? Is the new no, form I'm of saying- art? I don't know how NFTs work with inheritance. I don't know how you go like, son, I've put your trust into a meme, (laughs) into a people, into a dank juice juice boy, Kool-Aid boys or whatever that fucking meme. I bought you a Snoop Dogg. Great juice boys. I bought you (laughs) Tristan, my child. I've, I have left you all of my NFTs. I got you a but fuck I forgot I forgot my password to get into my NFTs. Man, I'm gonna die broke. I don't know what NFTs are. Yeah, I mean if you think that's the kind of retirement savings you should be having in crypto and NFTs, you definitely will die broke. Because that's not what any normal human being would you know, crypto is real. Retire- believe it. Hinge their retirement on. So crypto, the silent revolution. I gave it four and a half stars. This is a good movie. So I think the moral is don't let a fucking anybody sleep on your couch ever. They will always be a piece of shit. Never help anyone out. Never do anyone. Never help favorite. anyone out. Never let anybody crash. Never help anybody out, especially if they're bald. And don't <laughs> and don't. Wouldn't he don't be heist. more happy in a little hotel room? Yeah. And couldn't he have afforded it? None of it made sense. There was like a bromance, dude. Well, that's part of his intimidation. That's part of his. He's he's present. Yeah. Domination. He's there. Um, I this is a five star movie. Easy. For me, you said four and a half. Yeah. What's the half? I, I just don't buy Teddy letting him live at the end. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he it would have been but cool. I mean, if he should have just visually though it was so fucking well done. It's a beautiful the editing movie. was nuts. Yeah, the it was great. It's great. Everything about the movie's great. Everything about the movie's great, and the care like the casting is perfect. Sure, it's not. I, well, I still don't buy that. They're saying it's not plot heavy. The plot is the intimidation between Don and what's his name. The plot. The plot is you have an un. Welcome, house guest. Well, you'll next week's movie you'll like. It's uh, Heat. It's three hours long. Lots of plot. Lots God of characters. Is that oh? Is that the? Uh, she's got a great ass. Yeah, I've never seen that. I've seen that meme a billion times, and I never. Story. Seen, wasn't he just coked out or that in this whole movie? Is that what I'm getting into? There's something. Maybe he was like, you know, doing he. I feel like he's playing him like a coke addict who's sober or something or he does a few key bumps i forget but like i think he was actually he's playing him like, like cracked out no really what's going on is his scarface persona oh pacino yeah. never shook and this is his like tony montana coming out yeah yeah so we were the two bank robbery movies that we also should be doing but there's just so many good ones are um the friends of eddie coyle and Dog Day Afternoon, those are two amazing movies. Um, if we ever do more bank robbery movies, we can do those. But Friends Eddie Coyle is really good. 
I didn't pick it because it's um, a little more obscure. Sure. Going for the no, popular. He, I wanna, I'm I going for the heat. popular clicks. There's not. This is the only reason I'll watch Heat. Also, Heat's the kind of movie we can riff on Heat and people will be like, oh, yeah, I remember that scene and yada, okay. yada, yada. They don't have to rewatch it. Who who made this movie? Who was this guy? Jonathan Glazer, director of the virtual insanity music video. And birth. And he also made that movie Under the Skin with Scarlett Johansson, where she's a alien. Oh, yes. That I love that fucking movie. So everything he makes is really stylish and cool. And I watched and I different. watched that movie. I watched Under the Skin with my dad Kevin when I lived in his basement last year. And uh, <laughs> and uh uh we watched that whole movie and at the end he goes well that was weird that like that anybody and then we watched a fight club for the first time and his review was huh that was kind of strange like anything that isn't just straightforward if it doesn't have liam neeson just killing the shooting uh, and driving car yeah exactly literally like he goes well that was a weird one i was like dad that's what storytelling is what because there was one artsy cutaway you're like strange so what's the deal with the big rabbit in this with the uzi he's a premonition of death they hunt rabbits i don't know yeah no that would be my dad's response would be like huh oh yeah so it was why the was guy the rabbit the, there yeah it was the guy in the that's also not how my dad sounds but oh uh, why would um why? who gave the your rabbit dad, a gun your dad why would they him. give the rabbit a gun no, I will never say that about my papa. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. No, my I dad, my dad, uh, he'll get it. He'll watch one of those movies and he'll get it. He'll get the artsiness. He'll get this. He'll get the plot. He'll get that. He'll just be like, I mean, I, I don't care for it. Like, it's like, all right. Can't we just have a shoot a shootout? Nuance. Man, he doesn't like nuance, but he sees it. He gets nuance. Adam just completely is a fucking uh, one of those monkey toys that bang the symbols. That's all that's going on in Adam's noggin. Little punk ass bitch, dude. Fuck you, Adam. Okay, Adam, if you ever listen to this, I'm coming for you, bro. I'm going to be your Don. In Mexico. Should I show up to Mexico? Should I, sh- should I get a flight to Mexico and show up at his place tonight? Yes. Your treat? Yes. Hell yeah. Wouldn't that be funny? And then you beat him up. <laughs> I just piss on his carpet and then leave. You make him rob a bank. <laughs> like I need a really bad bank robber. Can you imagine can you imagine robbing a bank with Adam? He's just eating a banana in the middle of the robbery. He's <laughs> <laughs> As a snack, low blood sugar. Oh man, if the three of us robbed the bank, that would be the perfect way to end this month. Let's do it. Bank robbery should not rent. be as big of a crime as it is, because yeah, it's, it's like money. how it's could you insured. not? How could you not rob a bank? It's pretty easy. People do it all the time too, right? It's just a place. It's the place with all the money. It's like you should be allowed to rob a bank. So like I, imagine, if you get away- I, I imagine I could go like three hours outside of Austin and find a small ass bank and get away with robbing it. You think there's technology too much now. Can't get away with any bank robbery now. 
huh. you're better off robbing See, a weed shop because they have it like seems like cash. Biden's doing it pretty well, if you ask me. <laughs> you're better off robbing the place that bar you work at with all the cash. No, but that's my friends. But you know what I mean? Yeah. So I've, I've, cash I've always I've always said this is the first job I've ever had that I've had no urge to steal from. Because I know where all the money's going. I know who's getting it and I know where it's going and it's all helping out people I hang out with. Yeah, because every other it. every other job I no, they will not. I'm the one who knocks. You're working at Studio 54. Oh shit. Speaking of, I'm the one who knocks. While I was watching this movie, Sexy Beast, would Kingsley not be a good Walter White in Breaking Bad? He fucking looks like him by the end of it. And how intense would that character have been? An English Breaking Bad? I'm the fucking guy who knocks. I can't do an accent, but... Yeah, he'd be good at anything. That's true. I mean, he's the Mandarin. He was a goofy character in the Shang-Chi movie and it was one of my the best characters in any marvel he's movie. not character sucked dude it sucked <laughs> but he but about? he made it imagine if it was anybody else though it would have been like complete like a uh, way worse jackie chan that would have been fucking funny as a thespian oh Gets to do the turn at the end where he's like, I'm actually a really good actor. And they're like, yeah, I don't buy it. No, we'll just fall off the awning, fall off this building and land. Well, shit, uh, that was a sex- sexy ass movie. Just, just suck this donkey's dick, Jackie. Just sucked it. Donk, just I do my own stunts. I don't want no trouble. Just get pissed on by this donkey jack. That'd be funny if Jackie Chan's in like um like in Mexico and his uncle owns a donkey show and like kung fu guys try to intimidate them. There's a- it's like Rumble in the Bronx, but it's like this is my uncle's donkey show. I'm working hard to like keep it going. <laughs> yeah. But some goofy ant like he's he's bailing hay or whatever to for the donkey's barn. That he's just like the little side boy, like drunken master. He's just a goof. Uh, fucking tripping over. <laughs> Mr. Nice Guy, Mr. Donkey Boy. All right. That's, All right. That's, I got it. I'm done. That's our bit. That's the ending. Mr. Donkey Boy starring Jackie Chan. I feel like that's probably racist. Rumble in the donk. <laughs> Rumble in the donk. Do you understand the piss that is coming out of my donkey's dick? Ain't nobody understand the piss that's coming out of your donkey's dick. And Chris Tucker is the donkey. <laughs> I mean, wasn't Chris Tucker favored to play the donkey in Shrek? They got Eddie Murphy, Murphy instead? No. <laughs> no. Yeah, it was supposed to be Chris Farley. What about Daniel Day Lewis as a Chris donkey? Farley method acting? He was gonna play Puss in Boots instead of Antonio Banderas. I'm a method actor. I'm gonna suck that donkey's dick. I'm gonna suck a piss. That. 
until it pisses in my mouth. I'm going to take that donkey's dick and I'm going to put that donkey's dick into your milkshake and I'm going to suck the piss out of that milkshake. Your donkey's dick is mine. Whatever that monologue is. We could do an ultimate callback and be I put my soda lid over the donkey's With the dick. straw. Was the, that's I get my dad to drink it. My dad, Daniel Day, Donkey Daniel, Day Lewis. Daniel Gay Lewis. Donkey Gay Lewis. That's the end. <laughs> yeah, I got to go pee. All right, that was a success. I'm leaving.